bedtime, which historically can be a struggle in homes at the end of a day when everyone's used up their energy. Um, whether you have a young child or an older child, bedtime can create a lot of challenges, whether or not your child's in that place where they're ready to go to bed. Have they wound down? Have they just finished their homework and their mind is whirring? Um, have they just finished playing a video game and they're still stimulated in that way? Thinking about um, going from active play to then needing to completely switch gears and, and get ready to settle down and go to bed, that can be really hard to regulate your, your body and your mind. So wanting to have those things um, explored before finding the routine that you're going to implement to get your body to a state where it's ready for bed. And I think sometimes we don't have a vision of how we want it to be. So we, if we have a clear vision of what bedtime would look like in its ideal state, not that we expect an ideal every time, but what are those factors that make us feel like it's a, it's a successful bedtime that it took, you know, only two times of going into their room to reassure them that it's time to go to sleep or, you know, we need to have an idea of what we're looking for so that we can create those routines. It's not a recipe book. We do this, this, and this, and then we get this after we bake it for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. We need to know what we're going for and we need to start to observe what, what works, whether it's making sure those screens are off an hour before bed, music, helping them relax as they get into bed, some kids, the sound machine is magic, and some kids, it gets them all wound up. So um, it's likely that we have gained some information in this arena that we might have forgotten, that maybe when they were a baby, the, the sounds of ocean waves helped them relax, and we could try that again, um, a classical music piece or even just reading a story. Middle schoolers actually, if you've ever seen middle schoolers in a library where someone reads aloud to them, they melt. And it's something I think that we forget, that they still love a story. Mm. So maybe your goal is to get through bedtime without raising your voice, without anyone feeling extra frustrated and you coming away feeling like you've connected with your child, you spent enough time, you weren't rushing them. I know that as a parent and a grandparent, my goal is to have my grandchild now go to sleep without feeling like I'm irritated at them, that we all love each other and that everything's going to be okay. And that usually leads to a more restful night's sleep. So in setting up your routines, that's where we start with that vision of what we want it to look like and what all those elements are. And then when it all happens, going back and reflecting on what went well, what needs to be improved. And knowing that there are going to be little tweaks along the way, it's not going to turn out perfect. Um, you'll be adjusting as you go. The simple routines of brushing your teeth and getting in your pajamas and all of those steps of self-care that children from kindergarten age on up can, can really do for themselves, being able to have those visuals um, as guides through the process, thinking through with your child, creating that with your child, that guide, the visual, the steps that need to be done. Like first, we're going to brush your teeth. Then you're going to get in your pajamas. And having that, whether it's a checklist that's in the bathroom or on a whiteboard in their room, some 
sort of visual that takes the parent out of the equation and puts that responsibility on the child. It could just be one step to start with that they you know, change into their pajamas. Um, and then you're there to support the rest of the routine. But building that independence along the way gives that sense of accomplishment to the child, but also gives some clarity to what's expected during that time of day, which can be challenging because everyone is tired. And there's many things that are going on in the evening, oftentimes for families. So having something to rely on to organize that can be really helpful. And one thing that came up during the coffee is that a parent used the dentist to support that nightly routine of brushing teeth, which I thought was just phenomenal. Just having another expert tell your child, you know what, brushing your teeth for this many minutes is going to help you have healthy teeth. Same with sleep, having your pediatrician reinforce that you need a certain number of hours of sleep in order to have great health. And um, then being able to bounce back and rely on that. Well, you remember what the dentist said? Do you remember what the, your doctor said? So that um, it comes from an, a different authority, a different source. Mm-hmm. I think the thing also to keep in mind as our kids get older, um, being able to be flexible with those routines and adjust those expectations and knowing that um, bedtimes are going to shift. And, and even logging bedtime and wake up time and having kids see that if they've had a certain number of hours of sleep, they actually function better. As they get older, they can note that themselves. And um, middle schoolers are very curious about the things that make them tick. And so I find it it's not a challenge when in self-science I ask them to think about the number of hours of sleep and think about what they're doing to be calm. They're willing to go there and to evaluate that. They want to actually be better and healthier. When my child asks for a, a later bedtime, I reflect with him, how do you feel when you wake up in the morning? Is it easy to wake up or do you feel like you need more sleep? Being able to pull on their assessment of what's going on for them to help identify how you change the routine, how you change those expectations. This specific time of bedtime changes as children get older developmentally, you know, the amount of hours of sleep needed being able to have some flexibility around that as a child moves more into older grades is one one space where some flexibility can be built in. And really deciding if, you know, being exact with that is going to get you the outcome that you want. You know, maybe that having a flexible 10-minute window or, you know, if a child doesn't go to bed exactly at 8.30, if they go to bed at 8.40 and all is well and they get their whole night's rest, that's a win. You know, I think it's looking at the outcome that we're after is is what helps us see what's successful. It's not the nitty-gritty, was it exactly on that minute, or did they go in order of their checklist? You know, we worry about a lot of things that maybe we can step back and say the world's end if they didn't brush their teeth perfectly tonight. They won't get dressed in the morning, so they go to school in their pajamas. It's such a tricky one, knowing when to bend I think one time that you might not want to bend is if you're putting your values in jeopardy. And so if it's a child's health and well-being, you know. Safety. Safety. Um, But if it's, you know, watching five more minutes of a movie, that might not be in, you know, conflict with your values. So I think the big ones to stick to are the ones that really might be in contradiction to your to your values and that's why it's really important to be thinking about what is it that you want what is it that's important to you when you're 
trying to have control just to have control. And when there is a fundamental belief that could be jeopardized. And that's hard because many of us weren't raised with that kind of understanding. It's hard for us to think about letting some things go and because we think that means that we're going to be inefficient or not thought of as in charge. Not respected. So it's probably easy to recall an example of when bedtime didn't go the way that you had hoped. Um, Maybe the intention is for your kids to brush their teeth and read a story and climb into bed, and instead they're running around the house and no one wants to brush their teeth. They're refusing, and the books seem to not be where they're supposed to be, and everyone ends up frustrated and upset with each other instead of the peaceful sort of environment that you're imagining. So um, it's important to sort of dissect that and say, how can I set it up so that my vision is actually possible? All of the challenges I think that come with parenting come back to what is it that we want most for our child, and that's our values. And when we're doing things or they're doing things that aren't aligned with those values, we feel out of control and we feel that we're not going to raise this child who's going to be well-adjusted and okay. That's where that unsettled feeling comes from. And you notice that when things are not aligned with your values. And I think that's what makes this whole conversation tricky in trying to meet any question or any need that comes up. We are not an expert on your family. You are an expert on your family and your child. We're here to support and help you and share resources. But ultimately, you know that child the best. Initiating transitions is something that comes up a lot. Questions that parents have for us around how to let my child know that it's time to move into this part of the day or or this routine. Um, Something that we do here at school a lot are visual cues, auditory cues. We've talked about the timer to help them understand how much time is left for something or charts that they can refer to to check off different steps in a morning routine or bedtime routine, homework routine, checklists and charts can be really helpful, but also auditory cues. Um, In the classrooms, we use chimes or songs to indicate that it's time to transition, and that's something that can very easily translate over to home. Um, Having a bedtime song, having a cleanup song, um, having just even a time to leave for school, sound. Um, And while it works with younger students, maybe more successfully than older students, It's something that we found that parents, teachers, we can rely on that is not the constant uh, time to do this, let's do this, let's do this, that that gets tuned out. And it puts it that attention and focus on something external that everyone can be tuned into. And I think for older kids, they can help you decide what's going to work, whether it's music or a chime or a timer. Um, I think the important part is them having some autonomy and say in it. It's not as much the exact thing you're doing, but whether they were the ones who were part of deciding whether it might work. And that, again, goes back to your values. I don't, you know, you might say, I don't want to have an argument with you and disturb the peace in our household over these little things that really don't matter that much. They matter when they get done. They matter they need to get done, but let's not argue every day. I think that's an important thing for us to reflect upon as parents. Like, what, what is worth arguing about? What do we need to 
um, have that push for? And what are the things that, that maybe we can let go of, especially as children get older and naturally it's developmentally appropriate that they want that independence and they want that autonomy. And, and we need to figure out when we can let go and when we can give that to them. Safe and supportive environment of a family that's had that foundation for them, that's, that's their time to, to fly. We've talked about a lot of aspects of setting limits and expectations and fitting in your values. And we want to make sure that you understand that parenting is probably the most complex task of our lifetime. And we don't have all the answers. We are here to support you. But by reflecting on some of the questions we asked and really looking at what's going well, because we often miss that, we know that that you'll find your way through this complex process. We look forward to hearing from you as well. What else do you want to know on this topic? What, what moved you? What changes might you make now? We're learning from you as well. So let's keep this conversation open and ongoing. Check out the links uh, for resources that are in the podcast episode notes. We've listed some resources that could be helpful as you begin to explore these questions and setting up these routines, understanding your children, where they're at developmentally, what might be expected at their different stages. We look forward to continuing this conversation in further podcast episodes. Thanks for joining us.